Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Alive for More, a dialogue with Catholic young adults produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire the universal call to holiness. And now, Alive for More. Welcome back to Alive for More. My name is Father Nick Ventura, and I'm joined in the studio by Trisha Casson, Kayla Walton, and Joel Yarmish. And today, we're going to talk about friendship again. I know we've had other shows on friendship, but particularly in a different focus. But before we begin, Joel, could you start us off with prayer? Yeah, absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for the gift that is today. We thank you for uh, all the holy men and women that you have put in our life. And we pray that um, we can all grow to a closer relationship with you through our relationships with those around us. And we pray that we can be good influences on those around us and that we can lead them to a closer relationship with you, Lord. Amen. 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 Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Joel, for that prayer, because our relationships are so important. You know, there is no such thing as a human being that doesn't have connection with another person on this planet. Even at the most fundamental level, you have your parents. You have where you came from. There's always a certain way of connecting with other people. And I think I was just reflecting on this the other day, is that in our day and age of social media, you know, we already have this preconceived notion of what it means to keep in contact with somebody. It means scrolling through your Facebook feed, stalking somebody uh, mm-hmm. going without actually talking with them, or just, you know, on their birthday, writing, happy birthday, and a Facebook message, or, you know, on their wall, or something like that. There's no real kind of, like, connection. There. Yeah. I don't know, Joel, what do you think? Yeah, it's funny, the ironic part when we were talking about this show is... When people make the analogy of why prayer is important, uh, it's like you can't, it, they compare it to human relationship and human um, friendships. You say you can't stay close to somebody without calling them. I'm like, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, how many people do I call? How many people do I interact yeah. with on an actual personal basis on, in my everyday? And so it's like you're trying to create this relationship with God that you have with humans here on earth. And then you realize, I'm not doing a very good job of keeping in contact with my humans, with the people that I know with on humans. Earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with my, with with my humans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, just, I just thought that, that there was that, that sort of irony there because, uh, you know, which relationships are you keeping up with? Yeah, that's like yeah, a beautiful I, analogy. Like your relationship with your friends on earth reflect your relationship with God? Is that what you're saying? Or we can learn to... Or even... A, he's relate. just saying that analogies, it, it really hits home when we realize, oh, wait a minute, I don't even do a good job keeping in contact with, you know, people mm-hmm. I care about this side of heaven. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and and I guess the, the relationship I saw there was that uh, it, it's laziness on my part because you know if you can't if you can't make that effort with the people around you and then you also can't make that effort with God then who are you making that effort with it's not you're just living a life of selfishness and of comfort so yeah and I think that you brought up a really important word there and that's effort and I think that a lot of times you know um, I have it, some good friends in California and I feel like they are truly my sisters the the girls that I lived with when I was a candidate. And um, it really requires effort because, you know, they don't have Facebook. They don't have, you know, Twitter. We can't just text each other. So I actually have to sit down and, you know, handwrite a letter to them. And it it requires that effort. But even that act in and of itself is like a a sign of love of that I have for them. Um, And I think that's something that's really important, too, that in the world, friendships are viewed on a very surface level. So Mm -hmm. let's go out and get drinks. Let's go and do this. Let's, you know, talk about our clothes or our hair for girls. 
Um, but I think that, you know, good, holy relationships are rooted in something so much more. And I don't mean that every conversation has to be focused on theology, but really like helping that person truly become a better person. Exactly. And not just the surface level. Surface level things are good, um, but... Good conversation starters. Right, right. But deeper, you know? And and it's funny. If, have you ever, like, I see a lot, and I don't want to, you know, point fingers at anybody who does this, but like, it seems like there's a lot of, of times when you go out and you see people are just like waiting for their turn to talk. And that's mm-hmm. what I think what really how you get below the surface level is not just what, okay, they, their mouth stopped moving. Now I can talk about what I want to talk about. It's like, <laughs> kind actually, of like this radio show, Joel. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Back to what I was saying. No, I'm just kidding. It's interesting, though, that you even see people talking it, when you go out. And, and I don't mean that in a, a condescending way, but just an example is that like, if you the next time you go out to eat, look around, and probably a lot of the tables around you will be not talking to each other, but on their phones. Yeah, and, and this is an endemic thing throughout I, all of human yeah, history so, because before smartphones, you had newspapers, books. Which I think, in a sense, it, yeah. well, and I and I don't mean to well sound archaic, but so I teach a seventh grade CCD class, and like I get there, and I'm like writing the objectives for the day on the board, and so you know for like the first three minutes, like they can do whatever they want, and. Uh, last week it was like silent and I'm like so I turned around and ev- I mean every kid was on their cell phone waiting for class to start and and I and it's not that I'm like criticizing them but I was just like it, 10 even probably 10 years ago there would have been like paper airplanes or like you know nonsense Notes. going on when you have this, like, no, just kidding. three minute period <laughs> are gross. But it, and, and it's just silence and I think though that like that is like that is the way we're communicating today, and mm-hmm. and and you're right, Father. That like in the sense, yeah, we need more than that to establish friendships. But w- this is what we're working with, right? You know, and we need to meet people where they are, and and yeah. So maybe you don't feel as like connected with just a text message, but in all reality, like my friends who have like three kids and you know households to take care of, that's how we communicate, right? And, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, right? Yeah. So it does. It. I mean, I mean the Pope has talked about the the wondrous things technology can do and to unite people but when you see that that in a classroom full of kids interacting with their phones instead of each other yeah um and i think this is this is kind of the way the devil gets to us is it the devil convinces us that we're happy doing things that we ought not be happy doing and so you ask those kids you say do you know what you're missing out on and the kids and i mean i'm i'm just saying that as an example because i'm guilty as all get out of texting people or in the room and I could be interacting with them, but the kid that they don't, you re- don't realize what you're missing out because you've, you've been tricked into thinking that what you're doing is connecting. You, you've been tricked into thinking that this is what I need to be happy. This is how I ought to connect with my friends. When in all actuality, that face to face interaction, listening, empathizing with people. Um, I mean, it's great for you emotionally. And, and that's, that's that's something that I think that the world is missing out on because they've been tricked and convinced into thinking that um, their happiness is found elsewhere. You but know, it's not. They need to be alive for more. <laughs> and you're listening to Alive for More on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. You can listen to us Thursdays at noon or Sundays at 3 or online on demand at stgabrielradio.com. And we're talking about friendships, in particular, holy friendships. And I think that... You know, really just something that would be good for us to discuss is how can we, um, you know, well, first of all, maybe what are some examples of holy friendships that we've been blessed to have in our life? And then maybe talk to our listeners about, okay, how can we move some of these surface level friendships that we have to 
good, holy, solid friendships. I think a great example that for us personally is like this kind of thing. This isn't just a random group of people. Mm-hmm. We've known each other for mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. And there's um, sometimes I, I think our producer wishes he could put a recording device in here before our, our pre-show uh, <laughs> prep. Or he just rolled his eyes. Uh, good thing I was looking away. But, you know. <laughs> That kind of interaction, there is a good holiness to that. and um, But th- that is one example. I don't know. Yeah. And I think, too, you know, just an example of that, Father and I were just at a recent dinner and, you know, he knew that I'm a little overwhelmed with some things right now um, in regards to like my professional school work life. And um, he just looked at me and said, Kayla, if you ever want to just like sit down and talk for a while, we can. And I think that, you know, a lot of times in the world, Well, first of all, that meant so much to me. But a lot of times in the world, you know, we can hear of people saying like, oh, I'm stressed or I'm overwhelmed. And then it just leaves it. It leaves it that, you know, and and that's it. And I think it's funny because at that same dinner, I was like, Kayla, tell me about it. And she's like, we are not talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, because it wasn't the time or the place to talk about it. Notice the difference. As I said, at some point, we need to sit down. You were like, Kayla, you need to tell me now. Well, yeah, yeah. That was like Maybe not in that voice. Maybe not in that voice. impression. I couldn't even tell who was talking. I was like, Christian? (laughs) And I think that, you know, the the main difference was there's a time and a place. And when I'm surrounded by 500 people, that's not really the time or the place to talk about. But, you know, just like even in both, I knew it was a good holy friendship and that Trish and I are like sisters so that I knew eventually I would talk to her about it. It just wasn't going to happen then. But just even the fact that you reached out, Father, and said, like, if you want to talk about this or I know what you're going through. And you even said, too, you said, I'm not going to try to fix everything. But if you just want someone to talk to about it. And I knew that that conversation wouldn't just be a crab session. You know, it would be something where, like, I would be able to talk and discuss things and yet not feel like you know i'm in a um a setting where someone's trying to fix everything right and you know a beautiful thing about you know about the human person is that we want to be known we want to be known and understood and you know more fundamentally we want to be known and understood even by ourselves uh you know i would i would argue that a a a a type of hell would be, you know, not knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. And just on this side of eternity, the way that we get to know ourselves is getting to know other people and them knowing us, realizing us, seeing us, because that in itself is a is a shadow of or like a, a, a precursor to what God does with us. He knows us. Yeah. And then as we realize how much he knows us, we get to know ourselves and him more. It's funny that you should you should say that because I've been thinking a lot lately and I have a tendency to overthink things and I get mm-hmm. trapped inside my own head. And so I'll just be running through these scenarios in my head and then I'll finally talk to somebody about it. I'll talk to my wife, I'll talk to my brother, I'll talk to somebody about it. And then just verbalizing the things that I'm struggling with inside my head, as soon as they come out of my mouth, I'm just like, well, that's a stupid thing to be stressed about. Like, that doesn't make any sense. As soon as you actually verbalize the things and have conversations with people about them, like... I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but like you'd be surprised at what kind of mm-hmm. what kind of I guess enlightenment you come to on on situations that you're struggling. So I think that's a really good thing to find in a holy relationship is someone who's um, who's going to listen, who's going to empathize, and and like you said, um, you know, not 
always try and fix the problem. There's a funny YouTube video that my wife and I like to watch. Uh, it's about this this woman who's got a, a nail sticking right in the middle of her yes. forehead. <laughs> and, Not about the nail. Yeah, she's talking to her husband, and she's like, "I've got this pounding pain right in the middle of my head." And the husband's like, "Well, you could you could take the nail out. I I, don't, I think that might help." She's like, "No, it's not. It's not about the nail." And so sometimes it's not about the nail. Sometimes it's just about sitting there, listening, empathizing, saying, mm-hmm. "I understand what you're going through," and just being there for somebody. So mm-hmm. I think that's that's a, a really great thing to look for in a holy relationship is availability. Someone who's just going to be there for you. Mm-hmm. No, precisely. And I, I think right now we could talk about like examples of holy friendships. Mm-hmm. And you know, being a Catholic priest, my favorite examples to go to are the saints. Yeah, you know, holy friendships. You know. Kind of primary among them, and this kind of goes like right to the top, is the relationship between uh, St. John, the evangelist, the beloved disciple, and mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. You know, the disciple whom Jesus loved. You know, and there was a holy friendship there. You know, and one of the greatest acts that, you know, John did for his friend was not some sort of great insight or saving our Lord or, you know, pulling him out of some danger. His greatest act was being at the cross, mm-hmm. being there, standing next to our Lord in his greatest moment, just being there. John didn't say anything profound. There was no quote. We don't have any quotes that he said something, you know, insightful, like, look at our Lord, or even something that would even point away from him. He didn't say anything. He was just there. Present. Yeah. Present. It's, it's in Romans, you know, we're called to weep with those who are weeping and mm-hmm. rejoice with those who are rejoicing. And, um, uh, yeah, and and so not only just like making yourself available, but making like your emotions available to yeah. your friendships. I mean, if we look at Jesus as we we're speaking about the life of Christ and his friendship with Saint Lazarus, and yeah. um, how he Lazarus had died, and Jesus wept. Yeah, like he wept, even though and, he knew he was going to raise him from the dead, mm-hmm. and he still wept. Mm-hmm. Like there was that emo- that sharing of emotion. Yeah, and and so I guess. Uh, it, mm, when we talk about what makes a good friendship and maintaining friendships, two things that I think about and, and we can look at the life of Christ and see it too, is that like if a friend, if a friendship is like a stirring emotion within you, well then I think that's a beautiful thing. You know, that mm-hmm. that's a sign of like, oh, we were really able to connect when you're really able to rejoice with them. I, I'm working as a nurse and um, a nurse I'm close to just miscarried and, and I know that it's like really a hard thing for her right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's been really tough. It happened like a few weeks ago and her very best friend called her when we were at lunch together to tell her that she just found out she was expecting. And I had known that my friend just miscarried and was really affected by it. But she was so joyful to mm-hmm. her friend and like started crying with her friend, tears of joy. Like, I'm so like excited you are pregnant and this is so beautiful. And I was just like, she got off the phone. I'm like, you are such a good friend. Because despite like what was going on within her internally, she still made mm-hmm. herself available to rejoice with those who were rejoicing. And and I think we can see that in the life of Christ and the way that he related to his friendships to St. Martha when mm. she was so mad at him that her brother had died and he and he ran to him and he just embraced her, you know, and uh, just so yeah. many examples of just being with someone where they're at. And yeah. And yeah. And- Good traits to look for. Good, good things to look for. Um, the one that popped out at me that just hearing you guys speak about it is vulnerability. And I mm-hmm. think we, we all touched on it a little bit. 
but it takes that vulnerability. The, um, as, as humans, uh, we, we build these walls around ourselves to protect ourselves. We don't want to emote too hard because we don't want to make ourselves look weak or we're not sure how people will, will treat us. But when we, when we get through those walls, when we, we take those walls down for those we care most about, um, we allow ourselves to give, give more fully and we give more of ourselves. And if we give more of ourselves, then there's more for people to receive from us. And, and you never want to limit the amount that you can give someone. So right. I think that when you take those walls down, you allow yourself to become a better friend and everyone in the friendship gets more out of it. Yeah. And I think that you mentioned a really important word um, in selflessness and um, selflessness helps us to be alive for more. Mm-hmm. And you are listening to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, Alive for More. You can listen to us Thursdays at noon or Sundays at 3 or online on demand at stgabrielradio.com. And we're just talking about good, holy friendships. And Joel, you mentioned something that really um, I was going to speak to, but you kind of started it, and that's selflessness. Um, and, you know, in a relationship, it is extremely important, um, whether it's a you know, a a romantic relationship or a family relationship or a friendship um, relationship that there's that element of selflessness that you are truly looking out for the good for the other and nothing more than that. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of times when you think about it from that perspective, um, just like what Trisha was saying with the friend who was rejoicing, um, it suddenly completely changes the whole dynamic of the conversation. And in that moment of selflessness, it may be to call them out in that moment of selflessness, it may be just to listen. In that moment of selflessness, it may be, you know, just it, it may be a whole gamut of things. But thinking about, OK, how how can I be a gift of self to this person? And it's going to look different every time. You know, and I talking kind of bringing all these th- three things together, Kayla, Trisha and Joel, you all talked about great aspects of a good friendship, you know, weeping with those who weep, rejoicing with those who rejoice, empathy, you know, that, you know, being able to being vulnerable with another person, saying opening yourself up and then that selflessness, all of these also interact with authenticity mm-hmm. because you cannot fake any of these three aspects. Mm-hmm. I mean, people if anything have a a very acute sensor for this mm-hmm. when someone isn't authentic you know it mm-hmm. i mean it's hard to describe but you just know it when someone's not authentic you even know it when you're not being authentic yeah definitely um and that authenticity is also a, a necessary requirement. So, and I, I think we've kind of transitioned already into talking about like all right if we have friendships how can we you know I hate using the phrase, take it to the next level, but, you know, bringing it further to, you know, that ultimate reflection of, you know, our relationship with God. I don't think it's a problem for us to say we should look at all of our relationships and say, how does this reflect my relationship with God? Yeah, definitely. And I think um, a common misconception is that everyone is naturally gifted. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a basic human thing that you're going to be good at this. And it's not true. It's, it's not true. I'm, I'm married and I, you know, you think you're, you know, spend the, le- the rest of your life with this person. So, uh, they have to be perfect and your relationship <laughs> with them has to be perfect. But the thing is you learn more about your friendships through marriage, through those you're closest with, and you find your weaknesses, you find your flaws. Um, you find that you're not as patient as you should be. And it's even harder when you spend most of your time in that, with that friendship, because you're like, how can you not know what I'm thinking? How can you not know exactly what I need at this exact moment? And you want to you want to put the blame on the other part of the friendship, but then you realize I need to work at this. Just like anything, I need to work on this. I need to analyze my friendship. Am I am I not being authentic? Am I not being compassionate? 
am I looking at this like, what can I get out of this friendship as opposed to what can I give in this friendship? And that's what I think where I've found the most that I need to work. And that's thinking more, less about myself and more what I can give. Because, um, as St. Francis said, it's, it's in giving that we receive. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And, and so it's, that's the, the big thing that I've learned that I need to work on is giving more of myself. And I think that, you know, even thinking about it when, um, you know, I have some friendships that are very surface level and thinking about what are some of the things that I can take out of our conversations that really don't need to be there. So, for example, if, you know, there's gossiping or, you know, talking about movies that aren't really wholesome or whatever it is, you know, thinking about what are those elements that I could remove from our conversation so that automatically it's going to be taken to the next level of um, I don't want to say holiness, but I guess holiness. And Kayla, and you, you brought up an, uh, an excellent point. You know, like when we examine, we see, oh, I have a lot of surface relationships. And I would like to, to, to propose is that we can't be everybody's friend. Right. I mean, there's value in surface level relationships. Yeah, there is yeah. value yeah, in that. So I just sure, want to say, like, if you're sure. thinking, man, I have a lot of surface level relationships, it's like, okay, that's all right. right. You right. can't be everybody's friend. For example, as a priest, I love all my parishioners. You know, I love all the parishioners that belong to my parish very, very much. And whatever mm-hmm. they need, I am there for if I can provide it. But to say that I am intimately involved in each of their lives it's, it's is not tough. true. It's impossible, I, yeah. I, I can't yeah. do that. I, I am not that available. I am not God. Only God can do that. Mm-hmm. But at least with those service relationships, you can find a way to see how God is trying to reach you. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know this kind of through the negative way, a beautiful way to think about this is that, you know, this phrase always convicts me is we only love God in as much as the person we love the least. So the Mm. person we love the least is as much as we love God. Wow. Um, Whoops. (laughs) Because, you know, that is, I mean, if, if we're all creating the image and likeness of God, if we love this person little, then God is going to mm-hmm. say, you don't love me as much as you say you do. Yeah, wow. Because we are God's creation. Yeah, yeah. I never thought about it like that. That is, yikes. So, so it doesn't mean that I know, we, I'm thinking about like, oh, I did get into a little tiff with that person the other day. and But see, but, yeah. Yeah, uh, but like, that's, that's not, I'm not saying that we can't get in fights or can't have disagreements, mm-hmm. but that love, what is the definition of love? Willing, willing the, best. the best for yeah. that person, willing yeah. the good for that person and yeah. ultimately willing them to have a relationship with God um, and how we do that, even with people who may not necessarily be very far in their journey of faith is just how do they encounter God mm-hmm. with my interaction with them? How do they, in what way am I allowing God to shine mm-hmm. through my life? Um, so that, that's kind of like the, and I'm not great at it. I mm-hmm. actually, I consider myself one of the worst at it because sometimes I lose my patience. Mm-hmm. I am very opinionated. I don't know if you've really? realized that. Yeah, Shocked. Yeah, this is, I know. <laughs> right? This I, is a total new revelation to yeah, all of us. Man, <laughs> with friends like you, who needs enemies? Yeah. Uh, but the, that, that, that's the thing is that we see that. We see that goal and like, but our Lord doesn't say, oh, well, since you don't love this person, I don't love you or you're, you're mm-hmm. not worthy of me no he doesn't say that but it's just you know that revelation thinking okay i have more to work on mm-hmm. um more to strive for you know more to live for and you're listening to alive for more on saint gabriel radio and we're talking about friendships and you know we kind of transitioned into like you know evaluating our relationships with other people we started with like you know 
communicating with our friends isn't just a just, you know, text message or Facebook post, but it's, you know, wanting to know more about them, to enter into their lives. And, but a text message and a Facebook hook, I think, can start a relationship. It can start, and, yes. Yeah, and I think it's important, yeah, that we we meet each other where we are and um, and start a friendship to, to go deeper. And um, when I'm just, like, thinking about my friendships and some of the ones that are most dear to my heart, and it's like, okay, Lord, like, what gift did you give us to be able to maintain this relationship? Um I think two things that like are important and of course, you know, uh, no friendship is a perfect friendship because we're all imperfect people. But um, just an awareness that the Lord places specific people in our lives and nothing is like by chance. And and so the people that we walk with are like purposefully there to help mm-hmm. us get to heaven and and just to thank God and to instead of like always maybe wanting more. But just to thank God for like the people who are in our life and to try to work on those relationships Um and then also just like a persistence, you know, my relationships that have been the longest mm-hmm. um, are some of the most beautiful. And it's not necessarily that like we're in the same state of life or we even think the same. We have the same worldview, but just there's a beauty in persistence. You know, we think of the widow in the Bible who just like kept coming back and knocking on the door, knocking on the door, knocking on the door. Um, and just to. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm grateful for my friends who check in on me and have been checking in on me for the past 15 years, you know, mm-hmm. right. and to not just like walk away. Right. Not and not just be unpresent. Like you try your best and like it's that desire of wanting more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, too, Trisha, you mentioned something about, you know, text message and Facebook are not bad. And I totally agree with that because, I mean, I have probably 30 screenshots in my phone of messages that friends have sent to me via text or Facebook Mm -hmm. or whatever that have truly like touched my heart. And so, you know, those are all tools. And I think that beauty and relationships can come from those. Right. If again, if it's that love and that self gift and that persistence and just all these like amazing qualities of a good friendship. And I just want to go on record. I have nothing against this stuff. I use like Facebook (laughs) message and and text message all the time. This is not me saying these are evils, but Mm -hmm. you know, that just that pointing, what is it pointing to? It's a a medium. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, social media it's a medium to to connect to people but it is not the end game the end game so and the end game is actually that relationship with god you know finding god in our relationships yep. i think we've had a good show today I th- this is a really great one I, yeah. i'm very happy with it so we're going to go ahead and close with prayer giving thanks back to almighty god so we begin in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen mm-hmm. lord we give you thanks for the people in our lives for their expressions of your love help us by your grace to let you shine through our actions to shine into our relationships so that we may draw closer to you and we ask this all through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Pray these things in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Remember, you're listening to A Life for More. Catch us again Thursdays at noon, Sundays at 3, or online on demand at stgabrielradio.com. Until next time, God bless you. A Life for More is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Alive for More and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. Then he